What's your contraceptive of choice? There's so many options out there. Condoms, the pill, IUD or marina, the implant. Would you opt to go natural? I mean like all natural, like using nothing but a tracking app. This is called the fertility awareness method and there's nothing new about it. It has been around for ages. But now tracking apps are being considered legit by the government and a whole lot more people are using this method because they want to use a contraceptive that's hormone free. So how effective are tracking apps as birth control? And if you're trying to stay clear of hormones, what are the best options for you to use? Nat Tenchich here. And in this episode, we've got all the info you need about the fertility awareness method, who it's best suited for and whether it's really reliable at preventing pregnancy. Plus, if you don't want to be part of the fam fam, we've got all the other non-hormone options for you. Recently, a fertility tracking app called Natural Cycles became the first digital contraceptive to be approved by Australia's drug regulatory body, the Therapeutic Goods Administration, or TGA. So how does this app differ from your average period tracking app? And what do people in the medical field think about this announcement? The Hookup, Steve Salmon caught up with some of our listeners who swear by fertility awareness. I've been using it for five years successfully. Like, I love it. It's amazing. That's Michaela from Camden. She's been using a fertility tracker app as birth control for about five years now. I was on um, the pill for maybe seven years and I was having lots of issues as far as like anxiety. It was affecting my mental health, my libido and just a lot of like hormonal acne. So I decided to go a a hormone free birth control. So she downloaded and started using an app called Natural Cycles. After I got off the pill, it took two years for my cycle to actually regulate and most other trackers back when I was doing my research then was um, that they base uh, your fertility cycle for 28 day sort of average. And mine was like all over the place, especially coming off the pill. And so, yeah, it took me like two years to have a full period. Um, and now three years since I have been much better. Basically every day you log and track your period as well as take your temperature first thing in the morning. And then the algorithm calculates your fertility status. So you know when it's safe to have unprotected sex. It costs $14 a month and the app claims to be 93% effective. And for Michaela, it's been a contraceptive method that's really worked for her. I can now feel when I'm ovulating. Like, it's crazy. And I think it's something that I felt very disconnected from before. I just didn't believe. But now I'm just like, no, like it feels very natural and like a good thing. (laughs) There's nothing new about the fertility awareness method, by the way. There's lots of cycle tracking apps out there, but this app is the only one that's been approved by the TGA here in Australia. So this seems to be the only app worldwide that's had recognition by the regulatory bodies. Dr Elizabeth Farrell is the medical director of women's health organisation Jean Hales. And she says that just because the TGA has approved the app, it doesn't mean that they're saying that it's a highly effective method. This is the one that has been uh, approved of by the TGA as a device. We know that devices do not have the same rigour of study that a medication does. And like using the pill, it's about taking responsibility for how rigorous you are when you're using it. I think it's useful 
I don't know how it compares with other apps, but I still think that it doesn't matter who you are, you have mm. to take responsibility for your contraception and not leave it up to the app. That's pretty much the main reason why hookup listener Isabel started using the fertility awareness method. Like most other, you know, sort of 15-year-olds, I started taking the pill and then I didn't have like a bad experience with the pill or anything, but I was sort of always forgetting to take it because I'm super forgetful. So yeah, from there, I just started tracking my period and tracking my fertile window and just making sure to be extra careful around those few days. Together with her partner, she's weighed up all of the risks. They came to the conclusion that this was the best method for them to use. I think I'll definitely just keep doing it. I'm sort myself and my partner, we're sort of in the financial situation. We don't want kids ever. Mm. And we're sort of in the financial situation that if we ever did fall pregnant, we would, you know, have to have an abortion, which we're, you know, relatively okay with because we know that we're taking that risk. Even though both Isabel and Michaela have done the research and made what they reckon is the right decision for them, when they tell their friends, they get a bit of a reaction. So my social circle was very much people that I'd went to school with and I sort of grew up in a town where it was, yeah, probably a bit more conservative and that was perceived as a very, like, alternative, like, hippie method. Like, why wouldn't you want to take the pill? Like, the pill's safe and just very much sort of, like, maybe a little narrow-minded in that regard. But um, my close girlfriends at the time, um, we'd gone out to dinner and I remember sort of bringing it up briefly and they were so concerned. They were like you're going to get pregnant. This can't be a thing. Like, but I kind of just trusted my gut and was safe anyway and took extra precautions. And yeah, back then, and even now I am a bit cautious about, I don't just bring it up straight away, but yeah, my friends were like pretty concerned then that yeah, it just wouldn't work. Yeah. And Isabel had a bit of a similar thing and she says she reckons it's just because a lot of people don't know about this type of method. Yeah, it suits, it suits my lifestyle. I think it would suit a lot of people's lifestyles, but I just think there's not, like, not many people know about it. Someone who did know about it but had a bit of a different experience was Jess from Canberra. She'd been using FAM for about three years before she accidentally got pregnant, but she put it down to user error. I was taking my basal body temperature every morning, so that's, like, before you wake up, before you really move that much, observing my cervical fluid, And I used an app to store that data, but it wouldn't prompt me whether I was fertile or infertile. I had to interpret that data. What we should have done is like before having sex, I should have like we should have been looking at it together and saying like, okay, um, there's lots of different rules around fertility awareness around when you should or shouldn't be having unprotected sex if you're trying to avoid pregnancy. So if we had just simply looked at the chart, we would have said like, okay, it's actually not safe for us to have unprotected sex at the moment. We'd be risking pregnancy. Um, And we didn't do that. And then to follow on from that, we had unprotected sex. We could have then um, looked at the chart again and we could have made a decision to get plan B if that's what we wanted to do because we would have seen that that was a risky move. Um, But to be honest, it was just a busy time in our lives and we we didn't look at it. And did you decide to keep the the pregnancy? Yeah. yeah, we did. Why did you gravitate towards the fertility awareness method? I had been on the hormonal pill for like, I think it was like seven years or something. And I started learning about Sam uh, while I was on the pill. And I just thought, like, this makes sense. I don't want to be, I was actually, I was a little bit worried that like when it was time to have kids that um, we would have issues because like it can take a while for your body to come off of that. So the natural uh, method, I guess, just really 
appealed to me and I learned like incredibly so much about my body. Um, so yeah, that was, that was amazing. Like so much more than you ever learn at school or with a doctor or anything. I actually have an old colleague that was just using an app and fell pregnant. Um, but like the difference in methods, like I was really old school, had like a full textbook on it, spent hours and hours and hours um, and like money investing in a thermometer and like all the things that I needed to do it correctly. Um, whereas I know, yeah, I know of people with the apps and it's like, oh, red light, green light, it's fine. And that they're mm. incorrect. But like, um, yeah, taking your body temperature every morning and like observing your cervical fluid it does take a while. Like I think they say you have to do it for three or four months before you can use it as contraception. But you like really do quickly identify like kind of what's going on. Obviously, there's always a risk there is with every contraception. But um, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot more than being on the pill. Yeah, there's a lot to think about there. You have to be a really organized and consistent person. Like you can't miss a day. And you have to be okay with knowing that there's still a risk you could get pregnant. Like Jess. So if this is a birth control method you're thinking of using, what do you need to know? And who should probably stay clear of tracking? Dr. Claire Bormer from Family Planning New South Wales says FAM could be an alternative if you're looking for a hormone-free contraceptive. So this is a method of contraception where you're not needing to take medications or hormones. And for some people, that's a good alternative if they want, if they've got religious or other objections to other forms of contraception or have had bad side effects from hormones in the past, uh, medical reasons they can't take other forms of contraception. It's cost effective, although, as you mentioned, there's a cost of the app if you want to use the app to support it. And normally, if people are wanting to use the fertility awareness based methods, we'd be recommending they uh, speak to a natural fertility educator to really get skilled up. I think Jess, one of the callers before, was mentioning how she really got skilled up in understanding the method and the charts and things. And, and you know, it's really useful to know when you can rely on these signs to tell you about your fertility and those fertile days and when, when you may need to take extra precautions. As it was mentioned as well, it can help women learn more about their bodies and more about their cycles and feel in tune with their bodies and have an understanding about how they work more than sometimes we're aware about and can help us plan a pregnancy um, knowing these things about your body. Yeah, absolutely. Sally from Melbourne agrees about the great way to learn about your body, um, says it's a fabulous way to do so, but make sure you use this method consistently. Uh, we didn't do the temperature guide and now we have a gorgeous bub I actually conceived when I had my period. Who knew? So, Claire, we're talking about the fact that, um, you know, this this method is, is like 93% effective. Is that right? Well, there's, there's a wide range of estimation about how effective natural family planning or fertility awareness-based methods are, um, and it depends on what type of method. Some people just use the calendar or some people just use symptoms or we can use them together. This app that's been approved by the TGA has um, cited that their typical failure rate is about 7% or 93% effective, although those studies did have some issues with sort of capturing accurate data on unplanned pregnancies, so the data isn't as strong as we like. When we look at contraception and talk about how effective different methods of contraception are, we look at how many people using that method of contraception for one year of use will end up getting pregnant out of, out of say, 100. And so when we say um, that those studies about the Natural Cycles app, which had some issues I've got to mention, but they, they found that uh, failure rate of 7%, that would suggest that seven people out of 100 using that method of contraception will get pregnant pregnant. 
in one year of use. And we know for sort of fertility awareness methods generally, we've got efficacy ranging from, say, 75% with typical use to around 99% with perfect use. And so there's a lot of space for variability depending on what your menstrual cycle is like and other factors, uh, what your lifestyle is like. And also, you know, um, there's a lot of room for user error and imperfect use. So we wouldn't say it's the most effective form of contraception out there. And if that's an important thing to you, then it's, it's a case of getting some good skills in this method or looking at other more effective more forms of contraception. Yeah, well, well exactly like um, it's kind of predicated on the idea of like the fertile window, which is like a you know a series of days, maybe like a like what does it start about five six days after you finish your period? But as we heard from Sally from Melbourne, she got pregnant um having sex on her period. So it, it's you know what's going on there. It, there's a lot of variability. There is a lot of variability, and we are. I mean, we're looking at when you're most likely fertile, and, and but. This is all based on estimating when someone's going to ovulate. This is what all these different methods are trying to do. We know that once you ovulate, the egg uh, hangs around for about 12 to 24 hours to be fertilised and, and sperm can last for up five to seven days. And so there's this window of about six days that people are generally fertile, but it's all around that timing of ovulation. And it's actually really difficult to confidently predict ovulation. And so a lot of these different methods are trying to use different signs that can be quite subtle uh, and, and calendar methods, which work if you've potentially got a regular cycle, but even then there's things that can change things up a bit to guess or try and predict confidently when that ovulation will occur. And there's some variability to that. And, you know, you could have a bleed that's not a period or there's lots of different situations where you think you're having, you're at one point and if you're not tracking things regularly and being diligent, it could be tricky to know exactly where you're up to sometimes. Yeah. Well, yeah, like you said, ovulation can can vary. What sorts of factors can actually impact that you know like if you're going hard on fertility awareness are there ways that you can make your cycle more reliable i would suggest if you've got um an irregular cycle or regular period people with conditions like polycystic ovarian syndrome which is very common these sort of methods would not be effective methods of contraception for you there's you know there's certain conditions where people do have really irregular uh, ovulation and periods and it, it gets really tricky in those circumstances but other things like if you're relying on looking at these temperature checks and putting this data into the app you know your temperature may be affected and your ovulation may even be affected by things like stress and um, the temperature can be affected if you'd had a big night out drinking the night before there's lots of factors that can affect it if you get up and do anything before taking the temperature it will change so you've got to be really committed to knowing about how to take this data look for the signs and and put them into the app and the app will only be as good as the information and your dedication to it so it's for people who are really keen to sort of put that hard work in potentially And it's also not a good option if you're someone who's got a medical condition where getting pregnant is a huge risk to your health. If that's you, family planning, say, compared to other methods like an IUD, FAM's definitely not something they would recommend. So before we get into those alternative non-hormonal options, I want to find out why more and more people are trying to avoid contraceptives like the pill. Like you heard from Michaela, Isabel and Jess, they moved to FAM because they're worried about staying on the pill. Here's Claire again. 
I would say that still the most form, common form of contraception in Australia is the pill. Um, and I think so there are a lot of people choosing the pill and, and other forms of hormonal contraception. And with any type of medicine, there are potentially side effects and some people are more sensitive to those than others. But there are also potential beneficial effects, lightening periods or managing menstrual problems. It, the pill can be beneficial for mood at times. So there are a range of side effects that some people do experience uh, with hormonal contraception and I do tend to warn patients about those things like mood effects, weight change, breast tenderness, nausea. But, you know, a great number of people do use hormonal contraception without any negative effects and, and enjoy some of the beneficial effects like choosing when they get their period on the pill or, or managing painful periods, for instance. Mm. So it's, it's, and it's unfortunately a bit of a trial and error for most people to see what works for them and what, what, which people unfortunately have to manage side effects and may choose other options. Yeah, so really weighing that up for yourself and noticing what's happening in your body in reaction to those hormones. I mean, I know people who've had a shit time using the pill, but I also have friends who've never had an issue and are really happy using it. So if the pill's not for you and you've decided FAM's not for you, what other non-hormonal options are there? Well, if someone's really not wanting a pregnancy, one of the most effective forms of contraception is the copper IUD or interuterine device, and that has no hormone at all, uh, and that's 99.5% effective. So that uh, can last for five to ten years and be a really effective method of contraception uh, that a lot of people choose who come in wanting less hormones in their life. There are also obviously the condom, which most people are aware of. We call that one actually the external condom now, the male condom that goes on the male penis but there's also an internal or female condom that's around a bit harder to find that that exists the diaphragm uh, fertility awareness methods as we're talking about and I should mention withdrawal which we know a lot of people use but is not always forgiving and we wouldn't recommend as a highly effective method of contraception so a lot of those other non-hormonal methods of contraception from the condoms diaphragms and withdrawal would be much less effective than than many of the other forms of contraception that copper IUD is a very effective form of non-hormonal contraception. Absolutely. Worth making the point too um, that the condom uh, internal and external as well, um, you know, all of all of these, uh, you know, methods of contraception to keep you from um, getting pregnant, but also um, a con- condoms are there to protect you as well from uh, spreading STIs. And- Absolutely. The condoms, internal and external, are the only things to prevent this, reduce your risk of STIs. So that's a wonderful benefit of those. Oh, and by the way, let's not forget the most effective non-hormonal method, even though it's also not 100% sometimes, a vasectomy or tubal ligation or celibacy, if that's your thing. Although, curious that you're listening to this podcast, but hey, I'll take it. Okay, just so we're clear, the fertility awareness method and fertility tracking apps are a lot different to just tracking your period in an app like Clue or Flow. Claire's noticed a lot of people are doing that as a form of birth control without speaking to their doctor. She also says if you want to use FAM, you've got to check which app you're using and make sure you're getting the method correct. I would encourage people, if you're thinking about opting for this method of contraception, it doesn't hurt to have a chat um, to your doctor about it as well, um, particularly if it's really important for you not to get pregnant. I guess it's if, if it's not a big deal either way, then, uh, you know, it, the stakes are a bit less high. But if, if it's, you know, really important for your health or for you personally not to be pregnant, then I guess it's worth having a conversation about what options are out there. Yeah, and like we've heard, there's a lot of options. 
So do your searches, read your books, chat to your GP and find out what the best one is for you. I hope this episode's been helpful. And if you have any questions or a topic or a story you'd like us to cover, DM us on Instagram at Triple J The Hookup or shoot us an email at thehookup at abc.net.au.